The following conversation with Nancy Beaver of Indivisible Bend and Sid Snyder of The Vocal Seniority originally aired on January 4, 2019 on the Radical Songbook on KPOV 88.9 FM High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. The Radical Songbook is hosted by Michael Funky. It is a two-hour show highlighting the role that music plays in social justice and protest, and it airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. I got a couple guests here in the here in the studio with me, Nancy. And, and am I pronouncing your name right? Yes, you are. How do you pronounce it? Say it. Beaver. Okay, good. Nancy Beaver, not spelled the same way as uh, Oregon State mascot. Um, and uh, from from Indivisible Bend, uh, not to be confused with Invisible Bend, <laughs> and, and, which I've said on more than one occasion, <laughs> and uh, Sid Snyder from The Vocal Seniority. Welcome. Huh. Thanks. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us. All right. Step right up to that microphone. Don't be shy. And uh, so uh, let me move my papers around here so I can get to what we want to do here. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to invite Nancy and Sid onto the show because um, despite all of my uh, previous, all my, my uh, criticisms of the whole idea of New Year's, it is a new year. And so we do want to talk about what's in store um, in the progressive community uh, and beyond here in Central Oregon. And uh, Nancy and Sid are both uh, leaders of organizations that um, well, I'll have you tell us the roots of your organizations, but basically have sprung up um, since the twenty since the twenty sixteen election in November. Uh, I don't believe either of the, your groups existed before formally. Um, no, no, yeah. No. All right, so uh, let, let's start with some history. Which either of your organizations, whoever wants to start first. No. Like me to start? Okay. Um, so the vocal seniority um, started uh, as. Uh, Michael said, uh, in the uh, aftermath of the 2016 election. And it was really just a, a bunch of geezers sitting around over coffee, uh, feeling stunned by what had just happened. And because um, all of us pretty much had a long history of uh, political activism, our reaction was, we got to do something about this. And so we decided to form a local political uh, activist group to help uh, stem the damage that we knew was coming from uh, that particular election, not just Donald Trump, but the Congress as well. So uh, we formed uh, a this grassroots group. We, we kind of put the word out to see if other people felt like we did. We suspected they did. And we had uh, an overwhelming response. Uh, people wanted, were motivated. They wanted to act. And so we uh, tried to put together make opportunities for people to express themselves and do what they need to do. Um, in terms of our, a few minutes you go into, like, kind of the, a little bit about the structure of who we are uh, fully. Yeah, well, some structure and some ideas of how you actually organize. Sure. Uh, well, I recall uh, that you had uh, pretty early on, and I don't know how soon it was. Well, a couple of things I wanted to mention is, one, you old geezers, you got up really early for coffee, too. Yeah, we're you old. Know, it's kind we of an wake up early, so we might as well have to go have coffee. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I have coffee when I get up early, too, but I'm still sitting in my underwear at home, and so I can't. <laughs> so, no. Six days a week we do that, Michael. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. One day we get together and yeah, talk. Okay. Okay. So. All right, but I do remember an early meeting that uh, vocal seniority, uh, uh, what, you, what you called a meet and greet. Yeah. Uh, at yeah. the 
one of the churches at Trinity local. Episcopal. Trinity Episcopal, yeah. and um, you know, it was about a hundred. I don't know. I counted fifty or so. Yeah, one hundred and fifty, yeah. one hundred and sixty people in the room, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised to to see that. Uh, that I didn't know about two-thirds of them, which is right. always an encouraging sign to me. And there was a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good thing. And and, and so in terms of, of how we operate, um, we are at our core a grassroots organization. And um, um, we um, we have no officers. We're not incorporated uh, with the state of Oregon. We have those 501c anything status. We, 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 we have a membership, which is basically people who are on our mailing list, That, but um, it, we don't ask for donations. There are no dues. Um, this is basically a grassroots get it done, see what we can do. We, uh, we do, after a while, had to form a steering committee just for purposes of efficiency, <clears throat> and the, um, but we take our direction from our membership. Every year we survey our membership, we ask them what it is they want us to focus on for this coming year, um, and well, the year just happened. Uh, last year, people were very clear they wanted to focus on the 2018 election, and they wanted to do that at all levels, uh, federal, state, county, city, the whole nine yards. And that's what we did last year. Um, our annual survey is going out tomorrow uh, to find out what our membership, where they would like us to focus our energies and in what ways. And we'll know more about what's coming for us. We know it's a pretty good idea anyway in 2019, but, but basically we are membership people driven. And you have a pre you have a pretty strong web presence. We do. We have we have a website, thevocalseniority uh, dot org, um, and um, we try to keep it up to date with what's going on. You can always go there. You can. You can, we also have a Facebook page and a, and a, a Twitter account. Um, you can get all that information from our website, um, and um, we on the the front page of that. Uh, we try to keep that updated with uh, what's coming up in the next week or two so that people can see what other ways in which they can be, uh, you know, take action. And um, that listing that's on our front page is essentially a the product of um, Nancy and, and me. Okay, uh, and Nancy does the lion's share of getting this stuff out there, but we work, the two organizations work very, very closely together. Right. And we figure out what's happening and, and get it out to our respective memberships. Right. And Indivisible, actually, um, that has a national presence. That's right. a national organization. Right. And so at some point, that, that organization kind of came together nationally, and we started seeing, those of us who were getting emails and stuff, started seeing that there was evidence that this thing was growing. And then you stepped in, you and some other folks decided to organize locally. Right. So um, Indivisible Ben was actually, uh, it, it started as a, um, <laughs> it shows a little bit into, it, it's a mirror, it's a, a light into my character. It was an impulsive reaction to a move on request to hold a meeting um on January 17th in response to January, January uh, 2017 in response to the Trump um, Trump election and it and was it, that was a resist yes yeah. so it was a, a resist meeting and it was held under um, the move on banner um, at that meeting was when I first met Sid and there were about 80 some people that that showed up I've never organized anything in my life I don't have the history that Sid and the vocal seniority does in, in activism it was my first um, f the the first time I've ever 
uh, stepped into activism or an activist role. Um, so yeah, so about 80 people showed up and a lot of them had, at that time, that was when the Indivisible Guide had just been put up on the website. A few people had it in their hands. Um, we didn't really know what this, you know, we're reading about it. We didn't really know what it was. And then um, uh, we weren't sure, we didn't have a name for ourselves. We weren't sure what, what this meeting was or what this collective group of individuals was. And um, I think you were at the meeting also in this at the COCC. There were a lot of meetings that were happening at that time. Remember. It was, it, yeah. <laughs> Could be. There, there were a ton of meetings happening at that time. Um, and then later we uh, we decided we need to we needed a name for ourselves, and um, Move On had said that um, individual groups could not use the Move On name because they ha they were incorporated and oh. such, and they were, so then um, Indivisible they were grass they wanted to organize at the grassroots level, and they encouraged. Uh, indivisible organizations to name themselves after indivisible. So we took on the name of Indivisible Bend. Um, we yeah. wanted to use Central Oregon to kind of have a broader presence rather than be so centrally. Um, you know, Bend has such a. We wanted to represent Central Oregon and not just Bend, but Indivisible Central Oregon was already taken. So. So there is an indivisible central Oregon act it's functioning, or there not was functioning. not functioning. Really? Okay, no. and and just so people know, um, vocal insinuity, the, the the title is pretty clear what that's about. But indivisible, where does what's the root of of an organization called indivisible? So indivisible uh, was formed out of a um, Ezra uh, Le Levin yeah, and, and um, Leah Greenberg and pardon Leah Greenberg and Leah Greenberg. They were. Um, they were they worked on um, they worked in in Congress during the Tea Party movement for Democratic um, congressional representatives. I I'm sorry I don't know the yeah, they um, were legislative Congress. staffers legislative staffers okay. and um, and so basically they put together a a, a guide to um, that that outlined the tactics that the Tea Party movement used in in resisting um, the the actions of the government that they they were um, they the Obama they, administration exactly yeah. so um, so they put together this guide and um, as a tool book for what what powers we have as constituents and um, and uh, what we could use to kind of resist what the Trump administration and the Republican Congress that was and Senate that was um, coming on board, um, how we could kind of uh, stop the actions that that we saw coming. And it, and it, the, the 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 name stems from One Nation Indivisible. Yes. Yes. Which is in some what, what somewhere is, somewhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, in, in some edge. familiar yeah. Thing that we learned when we were uh, yeah. small. Also, the, the way that that the indivisible national movement um, characterized uh, the the group was because the Tea Party was so effective. It was like using the Tea Party tactics, but without the meanness. Exactly. That's a very good point. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't. You know, the Tea Party. They had. Um, I mean, they, they had moments. You know, spitting on on some of the members of Congress and calling them. Um, 
names so, and so you don't carry guns out in front of Greg Walden's <laughs> office when you maneuver. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nowhere. Well, no, but I mean, really, that yeah. was the thing. You know, one time I was up in Canada shortly after Obama got elected, and I had a Canadian come up to me and said, "We don't understand why people in your country want to bring guns and and hang around with guns outside of a place where your president's speaking." Can you please please explain that to us? <laughs> you know? No, can't. No, sorry, so, I can't. I would like to add also that yeah, local yeah. seniority is actually a registered indivisible group as well. When when we saw the indivisible thing, we went online and, and registered as one as well, and that is a portion of what we do because it is a indivisible is really a nuts and bolts. How do you affect your legislators, and how can you be really effective in in, in working with them? And so that is you know part of our mission as well. Yeah, how can you influence them? How can you influence and your so legislators? both groups were involved in. Um, I want to get into like sort of like the, what's going to be happening pretty quickly. Actually, I think uh, both groups were involved in organizing the women's march here in Bend in twenty. 18 last mm-hmm. year and 2017 but you were were well, you also how I, the, well my sense was that in 2017 that the the first women's march was really i don't want to say spontaneous it was organized obviously but it was a there there was there uh, there there were a variety of people in groups and right. not in groups and how, you know the word just kind of spread and yeah i wasn't part of that organizing effort in 2017 yeah but we had several vocal seniority members who were involved right. in the organization and and last year in 2018 it was a li- in order to be able to to uh continue it uh-huh. it needed a little bit more organization right makes sense yes you know you can't just rely on spontaneous uprising all the time you know, <laughs> much as i would yeah, like to exactly. at a certain level exactly. you know? yes. and so that takes us to so we've had two very successful i would say women's marches in in bend um <clears throat> last year's uh i felt personally was that it was smaller than the first one but, but when you when i when i look at my own history here going back to the year two, 2001 all that means is that it was the second largest <laughs> march that i had it was ever been very in. close to the first one yeah yeah i mean both of them are that were the two largest mobilizations of people that i've seen in central oregon in the time that i've lived here and so in march for our lives though they had an that was a huge one too they had yeah. a huge turnout for that's them. right yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that was and that was organized by well, both adults and students for a lot of uh, high, primarily, primarily the students. students. A, lot, they, a lot of high school students, yeah. They did like 90% of the work. Yeah. Yeah, I had some of them on my show uh, mm-hmm. during that period. And so we're looking at uh I mean, you know, there's a there's a number of things that you all will be working on as and and as Sid said, mm-hmm. you're going to be getting guidance yourself from your membership. Is that something that it, that Indivisible will be doing too to so we're, um, I would say that we're, we're like, as an or- organization, we support the Women's March, but the Women's March is actually a bunch of um, individuals that are part of other organizations that come together to create the, you know, to bring, um, to organize the, the Women's March and the, you know, the logistics and such that go behind it. Yeah. So it's not an, it's not it an its indivisible. It's it's its own entity. It's not an indivisible bend right. march. It's not a vocal seniority march. It's Central Oregon Women's March is the the entity. Right. And there there's one scheduled. There is one scheduled for January nineteenth, and on Saturday you had the the information right earlier in the program. It'll, um, so at noon is when feet move. We'll uh, we'll gather at Drake Park at around eleven thirty. And hopefully we'll be getting more information out to um, to the public and get some 
get some more attention around that? I think at this point, I mean, I think you know, it, it's always it's always a struggle to to build you know um, people power like that and to build a ma- you know to build a mass presence of people. But I think on a certain level here in Central Oregon, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there who went to the first two and are just waiting to find out when the next one is. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what I'm. That's what I personally am hoping is that you know we'll see we'll see another large outpouring of uh, of people at that at that march. Um, and so, um, all right, so that's scheduled for Saturday, January nineteenth at noon. You can start assembling at around eleven thirty in Drake Park there at the bandstand, and it'll be a march through downtown Bend. Yep. And. Uh, Hopefully, with not a, not as much snow as we had the first time around. <laughs> Though that actually was kind of cool because it forced us to have to march in the streets. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, you know. And personally, I find nothing wrong with that either. You rebel. <laughs> so, so, all right. So that's one that's one thing that's coming up right away that 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 your two groups and uh, many 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 other people in the community are going to be organizing around. Um, what else do you see looking forward that you that you you you'll, you think that people in your organizations and that that what do you think we should be focusing on in 20, 2019 um well um the uh of course, we're waiting to hear back from our membership. As we'll, like say, we'll, we'll know in a few more days how they feel. Though we suspect, based on past history, that you know they're going to want to um, focus on the same kind of things that the steering committee has been talking about. Um, you know, certainly, their uh, climate change is a huge issue and, a, and an existential threat. So it's pretty hard to ignore that one. Uh, um, and we can feel I that, interject on that one. Sure. So there's um, so so we've already talked about some of the advocacy, like specific bills that will be right. um, probably supporting on um, on climate change at both the state and federal level. Because both of the groups, we um, we encourage members to be active at the local, state, and federal levels. And I just want to put a plug in for at the state level is the Clean Energy Jobs Bill, and there's a lobby day for that on February 6th, which is on all of our our. Um, calendars and what we are promoting and then there, at the federal level we are asking uh we we had a meeting with uh greg walden's local um the legislative district director thank you nick strader nick strader um asking uh greg walden to co-sponsor the energy innovation and carbon dividends act which currently is a um it has bipartisan support at the federal level, and so it's uh, the citizens' climate lobby is doing a lot of work on that on that bill. So sorry. What was, resp- what was the uh, Walden's age response on that? Mm. Okay, he non- said, non-committal. He, yes, he said that he <laughs> would. He would they said he would take that request back to Representative right. Walden. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Greg Walden. Um, um, handles the fact that he he didn't win Deschutes County in this last election for the first time in his his whole time in Congress, uh, so things have changed for him at least locally, and we'll see how he how he uh, responds to that. And but you also you're 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 both uh, actively involved in uh, uh, these regular um, gatherings at what we call the Peace Corner here at the corner of Greenwood and and. Uh, and Wall Street here in in Bend, uh, they've been and and occasionally they're in front of Greg Walden's office, which is a block away. They've been called Walden Tuesdays, and I think they were initially Trump Tuesdays. And and uh, right now it's the re, well resist Trump on the vocal seniority's email it's resist distribu- Trump Tuesday, right? Resist Trump Tuesday, and on my um, email distribution, it's uh, resist Tuesday. 
But basically, it's co-organized by these two groups. Yeah. And we have a, a, a core of people uh, who come out, and we have been on that street corner. Uh, on January 1st was our 100th consecutive week of being on that mm -hmm. corner, uh, and we always get a good turnout. We get a lot of reaction from uh, passersby, um, uh, mostly positive, some oh, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, does that mean that have you actually uh, have those events actually occurred every Tuesday since they yes. started? Every every I mean that there wasn't a single Tuesday when we there had, wasn't. We had twenty people on Christmas Day. this yeah. this, this year. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. No, every Tuesday, and and we intend to continue. And and my experience uh, in because I've been intermittently, uh, I you know I try to get there when I can, and and. Uh, uh, my experience has been that when there's a particularly, a, a, I guess, a real pressing issue, something that really is people are really ticked off about that, you get a pretty dramatic, yes. you know, upright, a, a lot more people out there. You know, so uh, and it's been yeah. a, it's been a great way for um, we we partner with a lot of, of groups locally, and um, and what they've been able to do is use the the power of that movement and the and the um, knowing that we're going to be there every Tuesday. If another organization like the um, I forget what it was, but there's some. Um, environmental bill or some environmental issue that had come to the fore, and so the envir the environmental organizations they had a push for their members to come out, and so they're able to use and leverage the the corner f to advocate for for um, for their issues. Right. The, our, our two organizations generally pick a theme for each Tuesday when we put it out there, right. and sometimes that resonates with certain other groups, and they encourage their. Uh, membership to come out and join us on the street corner for that. Yeah, so that's for one hour, uh, and it's pretty. And it's pretty. Uh, you know, if you if you haven't done this, listeners, uh, from eleven thirty to twelve thirty, and you know, pretty much the organizers are pretty pretty adamant about that. When twelve thirty comes around, they say time to go, and everybody disappears. You know, and it's just like so that it, so that you know you don't have to feel like you're kind of out there forever. You know, it's like one hour out of, out of, uh, out of the day. And I personally, I found it like a good way to learn what's going on in the community, to network, to, to meet people that are active in the community and find out what they're involved with. I've, I've ended up having people here on the radio show that I met uh, on the corner and, and learned that they were involved in something that would make sense to have them on air. And it's also, um, well, what, what what do you think is important about people being able to do this on a regular basis, just being on the street, so to speak? Um, well, first of all, it's um, it's just engagement with the community, and and um, uh, it's important to to keep the uh, the issues out before the public, and and it is it is it helps people recognize that I'm not alone in all of this. Okay, I have compatriots out there who feel the same way I do and feel strongly enough about it that they're prepared to stand out on a street corner um, and, you know, uh, and, and make their views known. And um, it's, so there is something you know, gratifying about it, but also um, you're actually doing something. And uh, personally, I, I really enjoy being out there on Tuesdays, and I know that a whole lot of folks do. And, and um you know, come out and try it. You can be there for fifteen minutes if you want. You don't have. You're not committing right. to an hour. You're not committing to anything. 
Yeah, and for me, it's a lot about um, just the statement that I'm here because this is not acceptable. So the actions yeah. that are happening. Um, mm-hmm. The other day, I was on the corner, you know, still holding the families belong together sign. You know, we things come in and out of the news, and we forget about them. Um, but that issue is still happening to individuals and to families, and they're still hurting. And so, just being out there. Lending my voice a little bit and reminding people that there's still um, we have huge problems. And as a quick follow-on to what Nancy said, even though we we have a generally choose a theme, you know we're not dictators. Whatever happens to be that you want to say out on the street corner, make a sign, you know, or grab one of ours. We've got stacks of them. If you don't want to make signs, pick one that is expressing what you're feeling that day. Go for it. Right, and and as I understand it, and I I, use, I see this whenever when I when I go to the vocal seniority uh, webpage where you talk about the you know the Tuesday, you you remind people that you're not out there to pick fights with anybody, or, or uh, and there have been um, opportunities, not though not though not recently that I can recall, but there have been opportunities in the past when there were some pro Walden people that were trying to mobilize in front of his office. Yes, yes. And that occasionally happens. But, you know, we are a peaceful group and we want to stay that way. And the best thing to do is just not engage with people who want to engage with us. We're there for our purposes, not for theirs. Yeah, I sometimes find it a little, a little difficult. But, it's you know. hard. It requires self-discipline. Some of us are better <laughs> yeah. at that than others. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm here in the studio with Sid Snyder from the Vocal Seniority and Nancy Beaver from Indivisible Bend. And um, yeah, I, you know, I'm realizing that you're both groups, you're still waiting to try to get some little guidance from membership. from member act members, which, you know, is a democratic approach to take. And Sid, you did allude to some kind of thoughts that you thought where people would want to, want to move. Well, well, let me ask it this way then. I mean, for... I mean, you know, we're dealing with politics on a city level, a county level, state level, national level, um, and uh, there's opportunities in, on all of those levels to engage and um, um, push for progressive social change. Uh, any thoughts on what you would what you would like to see people do on on the city or county level? To start there and see. You do that. One. Um, sure. Uh, there are plenty of things going on. Um, certainly, on let's start with the city level, uh, and I'll talk about the city of Bend because that's where I live. Right. Um, but but this is also true with with you know Redmond Sisters Lapine everywhere in Central Oregon. Um, um, there are always issues. I mean, this Central Oregon is really fast growing, and um, and th- right now is a tremendous opportunity. For for the citizenry to play a role in how we manage that growth and what kind of a community we want to be. And that really is best done at the local level. Um, and and um, the uh, we have a brand new city council, um, and it looks like it's going to be a city council that may be more receptive to some of the kinds of things that our, our memberships are interested in than the previous city council. And part of that is due to the work of our membership and the community getting out there and working really hard on this last city election. Um, the uh, there are all sorts of issues that are that are coming before the, the city of 
bend uh, in the coming year. The whole transportation system plan is being redone, you know, and that's going to determine whether we are a car-focused or a people-focused community, for one thing, among a, a number of other things. Um, we've got the whole mirror pond issue that uh, the city of Bend and, and the Parks and Recreation District and everything else are dealing with. Um, there are uh, uh, the the Climate Action Committee that is working there. We have affordable housing issues. So um, um, anything that, that floats your boat, um, you can always go to a city council meeting. You get three minutes and you can state your piece. Um, so I would encourage people to look at the agenda online at bendoregon.gov. Um, see what they're going to be talking about and bring your three minutes and, and talk to folks. Uh, there are also citizen committees that are created. And um, believe it or not, um, the city council, when making their decisions, actually puts a lot of stock into what those citizen committees bring to them. And so if, you're, if you have the time and the inclination and you're willing to do so, look at what all those committees are. There are constantly openings on them. Apply for them. Get on them and make a difference. Were, were you on one? I... I'm on one right now. Yeah, right. And yeah. I've been on them before. I, I was on the Urban Growth Boundary Expansion, yeah. Residential Lands Committee, working for affordable housing. I'm on the Citywide Transportation Advisory Committee right now working on the new city transportation plan and odds are I'll get sucked into more later. Yeah. And and on the city level people should know that today is the deadline for there's an there's a vacancy on the city council because uh because an incumbent city councilor Sally Russell was um elected mayor for 4 years that created her her former city council seat as a is now an open seat and today is the deadline for applying. So if you can go to the city of Bend website if you're interested in applying. I th I think I heard that there was maybe a dozen people that had, that had submitted cool. applications. I uh I don't actually maybe when we're off air you can maybe you, you can clue me in on who you know is cuz I haven't I haven't heard any names um uh, so I don't really know if anybody has applied, but that but that council seat, how how that council seat is filled, will say a lot about um, where the where the majority sympathies will lie on that city mm -hmm. council. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So what about on the state level? So well, let me just um, oh, okay, continue at the at the local level. So so one thing that we will be involved in and um, is uh, the there are some elections that are coming up. So. Uh, there's going to be uh, elections for the um, COCC board, the Parks and Rec board, and the um, and I believe there's there's a Ben Lapine School Board, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, but anyway, we'll be uh, definitely back into electoral politics and supporting uh, uh, progressives or individuals that that promote the um, our, our values on each one of those those local. Uh, boards, and then um, another thing that I I, I don't want to just um, we aren't just about a uh, politics, but we also there's a lot of great organizations that are doing that that are doing work here in um, that are issue specific organizations in in our newsletters are always promoting the activities of local organizations like um, like the Citizens Climate Lobby, Moms Demand Action. Oregon Wild, AFL-CIO, not in our town. Um, I mean, that's just I'm immigrant just solidarity talking. network. Immigrant solidarity there. network. Is yeah, another great I mean, one. there's I you know I hate yeah. to mention just a handful because there's there's, so there's like 80 organizations that are doing some really great work. So um, so we do encourage our members not to you know if you if you don't like politics, 
that's fine. But we encourage people to be active and engaged in in our community at either, you know, issues, um, you know, with these direct issues organizations, even the Latino community is, you know, the LCA um, does great work. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's really important that for people to understand that elections aren't the end all and be all to the work that you can done, do. In fact, um, often that work that's done organizing in these various organizations, like the one you mentioned, ones you mentioned, is kind of key to um, keeping a fire lit under the feet of the of the people who are elected to move them in the right direction. I also think it's really great that you mentioned that there are, you know, they, these these other boards and 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 uh, elected. Um, bodies that you mentioned often fly under the radar in this uh, in this town, mm-hmm. and and things like the Ben Lapine School Board and the planning com- the planning commission uh, or the uh, Parks and Rec Board and the COCC Board, um, and they have influence in this town. Mm-hmm. They you know and, they, and profound they, impact. They have impact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, what about on the state uh, and or national levels? Then what uh, what do you what do you foresee? What would you like to see happen in Bend? I guess let me put it that way. What would you like to? How would you like to see people engaged in Bend? I mean, I think we still, you know, we hold our elected officials accountable. Sherry Helt, you know, she she ran on a on a position that she's she's an independent. Let's never mentioned her. that she was a Republican, as I recall. Exactly. So you know, well, we'll, she admitted it when I talked to her. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's you know that's part of our our you know. Our purpose is to hold our our elected officials accountable, and um, and so we'll be watching how how you know what she supports and um, in trying to press, you know uh, use our our resources to um, encourage her to support issues that that align with our our values. And um, that would be also with uh, Zika. Jack Zika. As well, who he did not run on an independent platform at all, but um, still. But he still represents the people in his district, and that includes a lot of progressives. Right. And he needs to hear from them. And that's also. And he's in the minority. He's going to have to figure out. They're both going to have to figure out, as is, in my opinion, State Senator Tim Canope, um, Mm -hmm. who occasionally does figure out hot ways to, to work bipartisanly, even though. That's certainly not his first preference, uh, but since he doesn't have a choice, um, yeah, the, the, all of those people. Uh, and I think Sherry Held, you raised her name. I think she's a really good example of somebody who uh, I think people should really spend some time with her, talking to her about some of our issues, some of the issues that they see that are important in the community, because she's going to have to work with Democrats in the state legislature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will mention a county level as well because we didn't talk about that. That was one of the um, uh, un- unfortunate uh, <laughs> outcomes of the 2018 election, where uh, the 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 I know people don't pay as much attention to the county commission and the work that they do, and uh, and that's to all of our detriment. Um, the, the work the county does is incredible. All the land use issues, uh, mental health. Uh, uh, provision uh, things, things, non-sexy items. You know how we dispose of our waste. I mean, it's hugely important. It's not a sexy issue, but it's the county that right. deals with those sorts of things. And right now, what we have uh, in our three county commissioners are far right-wing Republicans. And um, you know, in 2020, one of those seats will come up. We should be people should think about 
wow, do I, maybe I might want to throw my hat in the ring for that open seat. Um, yeah, I think Phil Henderson's Phil seat Henderson, is up for re-election, too. Um, yeah. You know, uh, he could be subject to a real challenge. Um, it's um, it's just really important. People should pay attention to what it is um, and mm-hmm. hopefully get involved in those things. And the same thing, you can go to county commission meetings, you can see their agendas ahead of time, and you can you get your spot with a microphone to to talk to them. Yeah, and I think on the county level, I, just looking at the, I haven't t- paid a, taken a detailed look at the analysis of the election results, but I think it's worth pointing out that that both of the races that Republicans won in November, they were both very, very close, very far close. closer than they've been in a long, long time. It wasn't that long ago, really, where, um, and I can na- I could name names, but it wasn't that long ago that. Um, Liberals in this town, in order to get elected to the county commission, literally changed their voter registration from Democrat to Republican yeah. because that was the way to get elected. And there, and there were some some centrist Democrats that, that were willing to do that. That that I would argue um, is no longer necessary. Though that though Democrats though you know uh, left of center people haven't necessarily won any of those seats, but it's got close. It was closer than ever this year, and I think I think the demographics of the county, um, witnessed by you know Greg Walden not winning Deschutes County, witnessed by Jeff Merkley when he won ran for reelection several years ago, won Deschutes County. The Deschutes County as a whole is changing, while the demographics are still um, fairly conservative. Yeah. Anyway, not to dwell too much more on electoral politics. Yeah. But uh, but you're both really you know beyond that it's really it's about action. Mm-hmm. It's about it's mobilizing exactly. people. Yeah. So Nancy, you said you you had never done anything like this before? Never. Uh, do you have any regrets? exactly. Yeah, this is it's it's um it's emotionally, you know, it's 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 uh it's invigorating, but it's 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 draining also. You know, it's just it's it's a um, up and down roller coaster, and um, but I, I I have a hard time stepping back now that I you know I I see that there there is uh, when you have a collective, um, you can get some some movement, and you know it's demonstrated by you know Measure One Hundred One. We passed that, and um, you know which and, was. And, that was the healthcare back in um, Measure 101 back in um, yeah, it, twenty. Yeah, it was uh, like January. Or January twenty seventeen. Yeah. Or no, oh, I'm sorry, twenty eighteen. Yeah. And um, you know, we've just you know Jamie McLeod Skinner, like you were saying, she won uh, Deschutes County. Like just this mobilization and seeing that there are other people that are like minded and you know working together. It's it's it, it is invigorating. You would welcome help. Yes. And how can people get in touch with you to provide help? They can uh, get in touch with – right now, uh, Facebook is probably the primary way to um, get in touch with us or direct email to indivisiblebend at com. We do have a website presence, and 2019 is uh, – I. I would hope that we're, we'll be able to do more with the website, but there is there is a website um, that we have up, but we just haven't been maintaining it. So, so if anybody us. was interested in helping to maintain a, a, an indivisible band website, we would welcome that. Yeah, 
it's a Definitely. it's a task. I mean, yes. uh, and you know that. Mm-hmm. that in order, yeah. you know, websites you have to maintain them. You can't just let them sit there because people stop coming to them if they don't see right. new stuff all the time. It's more work than people think, but it's not. It's not you know overwhelming work. Right. It's something that a, that a volunteer could do. So again, the contacts for Indivisible Bend. Indivisiblebend at gmail.com. You can email us directly. That will get to me. And uh, we have uh, we do have a steering committee of about uh, there's six of us now, of um, on the Indivisible Bend steering committee. So any one of us would would respond to that email, and we can get you on our um, email distribution list, which we've talked about, where you can learn about the Resist Tuesdays, any other actions that are coming up. You know, t- uh, today Senator Merkley is going to be here. There's a town hall. Um, that's happening at three o'clock, o'clock at Mountain View High School. Yeah. So, um, in any other local action, so please, you know, reach out to us. Yeah. And vocal seniority, how can we? How can people get involved? Um, well, you can get on our mailing list. Um, uh, the same way, go to our website. Uh, you can find out how to get on the mailing list there. Also, you can just send email to us as well to info at thevocalseniority.org. Um, and. Uh, uh, those emails are responded to. We have we our steering committee is about ten people, um, and um, uh, we pay attention to what comes in, and we always respond. Great. Anything else? Uh, and of course, we've got our Facebook and, and Twitter accounts, which you can also follow. Right. Which right. I maintain. Yes. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> we old people don't like doing Facebook so much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a Facebooker myself. Yeah. So anyway, thank you, uh, Nancy Beaver from Indivisible Bend and Sid Snyder from the Vocal Seniority. So um, I'll have you both on later on in the year. We'll, get, we'll 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 continue doing this, you know, to try and let people know. And 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 if you ever need, you know, if you ever have something you want to talk about on the air, give us a holler. You know, it can either be on this show or on the point or uh, or whatever. And thanks again, uh, Nancy and Sid, for uh, for dropping in. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Michael, for having us. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and a program schedule, go to kpov.org. And we value your feedback, so drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.